2: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damaschek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamaschek.nfl.com.
3: Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
2: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com slash Sheck.
4: Shek,
5: shek, S-H-E-K,
2: All right, we're about ready to ship off to Chicago, Illinois. My home during the 20s, my 20s. That's where I lived, and that's a, a, a life tip I have for, uh, for the young person out there. Chicago is about as good a place as you can possibly grow up. However, I mean or or spend your post college days, your 20s, it's uh it's positively festive. And then I think as I look at who joins us here in Studio 66, maximum strength, a guy raised in Chicago, Illinois. That's right. Who saw fit he had the wanderlust. He had the foresight, I'm getting out of these parts, I'm moving out to Southern California for the fun and sun. He went to Pepperdine and never left. It's Matt Money Smith. What's the poop, fella? It
3: is uh, wonderful to be back. I am sort of jealous that I will not be joining the two of you yeah, out in uh, Chicago. But, you know, I just called the Big Ten tournament, so I was there for six days. So nice stretch to, uh, to be back home, flex my muscles. I gave Bucky uh, a tip. Maybe you will join yeah. him. Uh, everybody, you know, they'll drag you out to uh, Al's Beef for Portillo's or Lou Malnati's or something. Sure. You go to the south side where, uh, you know, a gutter rat like me from the lower class grew up, and there is a, a place called Rico Bene's that uh, has the breaded steak sandwich with the cheese and the sauce on there that not a lot of people know about. I've never had it. It is glorious. It is, Eight it years
2: is, in Chicago, I've never had
3: it. You know, it's funny. It's making a comeback. Somebody sent me a link. Because um, it's just a dumpy south side. Nobody ever goes to the south side. And I know this is now getting way too, way too much minutia no, to geographically. No, we're going to be in
2: Chicago for the draft. We can talk Everybody about it. Everybody
3: goes to the north side or they'll push west a little bit from the Gold Coast. But rarely will they hop on that 94 and head south toward Comiskey Park and dare get off the freeway anywhere in between. They just won't do it. <laughs> Those were my parts where I kicked around. Uh, and this place, Rico Benes, it's just starting to get some traction here these last couple of years. So now I can tell people to go there again. Go, Maybe enjoy button. Maybe
2: Bucky and I will have to find our way down there. Real quick, let's say hello to him. He has been, if you haven't been listening, he is the quarter poll Shecky Award winner for the best guest that we've had here on the Dave Damashek football program for his keen draft insights. It's his busy time, and it's about to all get paid off. Next week in Chicago, Bucky Brooks, what's the poop with you, fella?
5: What's going on, Sheck? Got my man Nothing. Money well, here. I'll,
2: I'll tell you what's going Dynamic on. Dynamic duo is back. Denzel Perryman is on his way up to studio 6 Oh, right that's there. exciting. Yeah, the, uh, the I'm going to do some push-ups. To I'm do some
5: push-ups just in case we video it. I want to make sure I don't look oh, come too small on. around him.
2: Oh, come on. Don't be you are not uh, you're not one of those guys. I
3: saw him in makeup, He was
5: kind
2: of big. Yeah, he is. A, I, he's he's a big uh
3: big I'm not embellishing here. I I, I mean this literally. His <laughs> his arms, his biceps are larger than my legs. Now I am <laughs> I am the president of the bird leg club uh, here in the United States of America, but I I mean that legitimately. His arms are bigger than my leg.
2: Maybe your waist, too. Maybe. to Keep yourself nice and spelt. <laughs> no such luck for Damashek. No, I, mean, I wouldn't. Look agree. at that thing. It's going to get bigger in Chicago. Hey. uh Especially
3: if you go to Rico Bene's, it's well, going to get bigger. Well, money.
2: I know this is the hoity-toity move to make, but we're doing it anyway. Handsome Hank and I, we, we are on our ongoing culinary tour across the United States. Next on our list, Gibson Steakhouse. Okay. Good call or no?
3: Um, it, I'm going to say No. For the steak part of it, I I do really? believe I, I love Gibson's. Here's what I love about Gibson's. Gibson's, and I'm trying to think uh, with the shield uh, hanging out behind Bucky there, how I can and can word this. So so follow follow me if you will.
2: I think I know what you're gonna get to. The
3: great thing about Gibson's is uh, it's where a lot of the folks that work at the Board of Trade and the Merck all go after work. So they're done at you know they're done at about three thirty. They hit up the Gibsons bar, a few pops there, and it's a big bar. It's a great bar. And uh, by about 5 o'clock, well, it turns out there's another market that's to be, uh, <laughs> to be navigated, and there are deals um, to be made, yes. and there are yes. um, prices to different be exchanged. Bus-
2: different type yeah.
3: businesses. Yes. For services. Oh, so
2: mingling. Yes, There's some money. working people. There. <laughs> yeah,
3: there you go. Money, money to be exchanged for, and I always, I'm, I'm not like, I would go there and I would sit back for hours. I Hysterical, mean, two, yeah. three hours and just watch the negotiations take place. And it was wildly <laughs> entertaining. So, for that, as long as you're going, you know, I'll say an hour and a half before you're going to sit down and have your piece of meat. I think it is some of the best people. Watching. I agree, You'll
2: get but the steak is delicious too. You know who I used to always see in there? I mean he li I really I wouldn't be surprised if somebody said, Oh yeah, he must have eaten there four or five nights a week was Chris Farley. And he was always dressed like I never can remember the character who lived down by the down <laughs> right, by motivational the river. speaker. That guy. He I and that's exactly how he was always dressed in this mustard plaid blazer and the black <laughs> horn rim glasses. And he walked through and you thought like, oh, I love this character. Oh, wait, no, he's not doing a character. He's <laughs> just here that's to him. eat.
3: <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> Gibson's strange. is great. Gibson's, I w- I, when I was back, we went to Gene and Georgetti's, which I is, love Gene you, and Yetis, I was same, thinking about that. Same bartender, same old guy who by now, I don't know how old he is. He's got to be in his late 80s. But he looks exactly the same as he looked 25 years ago when I started going there. And the girl I was with, uh... She orders She orders a three Wiseman. She's like, I'm getting a three. I'm good. This was a long day. My boss over it. You met her at, at Gibson's? This- no. <laughs> I negotiated a price. <laughs> let's, go, let's go get a we steak. We went to Gene and George for steak. <laughs> she orders a three Wiseman, and the guy looks at her and goes, what? a uh what? I go, just, just tell him you want a bourbon. On the- no, no, I want I want them all. I want the three. And and uh, it was, uh, hilarity ensued. Money As-
2: telling the story of his uh, family, his ma- his uncles, and uh, going up to the bar and just saying, I want booze. Booze. Give me three fingers <laughs> of
3: booze. Booze, kid. <laughs> booze. Yeah, that was my Uncle Ray. Booze. You don't
2: specify what kind. You just tell them booze, and they have to figure it they out.
3: They have to know that that means bourbon, that you're pouring <laughs> the guy. And and I was like five five people back, and I'm trying to get eye contact with the kid going, bourbon. He wants bourbon. <laughs> booze, well, sir. What do you mean booze?
2: Be sure you tune in iHeartRadio five uh, AM five seventy. Matt Money Smith, Petros and uh, Money Petros Papadakis. Also, Rich with the stories. The one about Bobby Moore, aka Amadi Moore, uh, <laughs> yeah. is my favorite of them all. But let right now, let's kibitz about this draft. Or what do you think, Black Tie? While we have money, time is precious with him. He is an NBA guru. He is really about as wise on pro basketball as anyone you talk to. That
4: makes three of us in here. No. Three. Yeah.
1: Who are you? I I, I know Black Tie likes to make
2: jokes like he uh, understands it, but he doesn't.
4: I get the
3: sense that that black tie is um, he he believes he could sit in like Hubie Brown's chair based on his oh. Twitter feed. Oh. Like his his Twitter feed is not snarky. Yeah. It's not observations. It is legitimate analysis. I'm here helping you understand this game and what needs oh, to yeah. happen.
2: Daryl Morey and the rest are just – they're sitting on their mobile devices waiting for word to be handed down yeah. for yeah. That is the way he phrases. Black Ties tweets come out as though he's advising right. pro basketball decision makers.
3: Might want to come back with Glenn Davis here for the last two minutes of the second <laughs>
2: quarter. <laughs> those,
4: those are the tweets that, that he
3: lobs out during That's, a basketball
4: game. True story, true story, true story. So before the Clippers-Spurs game last night, before the final possession, and Clippers lost – six seconds left, right? Coming out of time. Out, my tweet was, "Pops about to put Ka- Kawhi in CP3 here. He's gonna need to go to somebody else." <laughs> I wasn't, a- I wasn't able to send the tweet because my wireless died out. But that's exactly what <laughs> happened. Come out of break. Yes, Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. CB That's ability. something. CB Wait. CB so the
2: guy who who of course was going to take the shot ended up taking the shot, and you fa- and you. No,
4: no, no, It Was the fact that no, no. This is this is what Black Tie's doing. CB3. Listen,
3: I know, I know. Kawhi Leonard is a six foot nine forward, but he can guard <laughs> four positions. So I, being the wise man that I am in things of round ball, am going to put him on CP three and ensure that he doesn't even get a chance to take that last shot that could uh, be my fortune that could determine my future. Right, T.D. and pop. On the same wavelength, yeah, yeah, Me and, Papa. <laughs> he and he
2: believes that. He Why believes did it. he hire that woman to be his assistant coach when he could have hired young Kobe, I mean, aka Black Tie? <laughs> we'll young have, Kobe. We'll have a place
4: in the league too, you know.
2: No, I'm not saying that, but I mean, with uh, with your wisdom, I would think that they would want you on a bench. Young, a- young a- Kobe.
3: Yeah, Kobe. Are you part of the group that just purchased the Atlanta Hawks? Are you one of the silent partners? I might be moving
4: home to Atlanta. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there yeah, you go.
2: Really carve out a spot for you. So, all right, Money, before we jump into some draft stuff, what about it? What do you think about that Spurs clip series? We'll so it's forward. a
3: damn shame that it's in the first round. Those are two of the, I'd say, three best teams in the Western Conference, and one of them is going to get the boot. In the first round, the problem crept up last night that I had after the first game when everyone was essentially anointing the Clippers as the victor in that series, and that was – when Blake Griffin's playing 43 minutes and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan are playing 39, that, that can't happen through the course of a seven-game series. And you saw it in that fourth quarter, even though they had a nice comeback there at the end. They're just heavy-legged. I mean, they're dead tired. And I'm not saying that DeAndre Jordan's going to hit those free throws if he's not as tired and had played as many minutes as he had. But it certainly helps when you're not fatigued but and you got to go to the free throw line. Not on
5: him, the other guys. J.J. Reddick missed free throws. He never misses. Never misses. Matt Barnes missed, what, three out of four yeah. of the last couple minutes? They were just Couldn't dead tie. Like, they, they just don't play their bench enough. Like, they don't have enough weapons to help them against a
2: the team. You know, I can't recall, and that's what Black Tie and I were arguing about in advance of the series was, you know, I I don't think – forget the Spurs. I think the Clippers as well. I don't think there's anybody in that organization that going into the series thought that the Clippers could beat them four out of seven. I mean, legitimately, there there is no reason. I know that there's a swagger to CP3 in particular, but I don't. I, you know, I think even Matt Barnes, you can you hear whispers that even he doubts the uh, you know the guts of the guys around him for, because he's always he's, the guy.
5: He's one of the reasons.
3: Yeah, the it's well. Week. I'll tell you, the other reason is, and it's the same reason just brought up. I think they played their bench played 43 minutes. The Spurs bench played 108 minutes. That's the difference. In in 11 of those 43 minutes, I don't count because they were played by Austin Rivers, bar none, the worst NBA player in the entire league. I will take 10-day contract. He had a layup. Vander Blue, what?
2: You see the layup he hit?
3: Oh yeah. Oh hey. <laughs> he the layup do running you watch, running hard left did, and threw it back over. Do you night. watch? Uh, do you
2: watch uh, Mad Men? Money? I don't. The creator of the show, uh, Matt Weiner. Matt Weiner. Matt Weiner. I think Weiner. 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 He um he his son I just found this out is plays the pseudo love interest of Don Draper's daughter and ex wife. It's a weird story if you don't follow it. Madman. He, he is the all time. He is the daughter and ex wife. No, Weiner's son, real okay. son, in the show plays this a guy who this kid who periodically shows up we met him when he was 13ish and now he's 18 oh, okay i got
3: you i got you
2: and he is Hands down, the worst actor <laughs> <laughs> ever, and it's clearly nepotism. Which is the worst case of nepotism, I wonder? Well, there's a two good ones there that Austin Rivers died. Well, I'll, I'll tell you
4: this about Austin. He played high school ball in Orlando. He actually has, he he has you a scorer's mentality. It's just that. Oh, a,
3: not, oh did, you, did you see the shot that he had on the right baseline that nearly <laughs> well, killed not, somebody, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> nearly killed someone sitting courtside I'm because not, he s- missed everything and it
2: ricocheted off the side of in the, the, the NBA, backboard? If you you have a scorer's mentality. What do More, you think? What guy, guy like, yeah, I, I was true. the
4: fourth option in my high school team. That's not true. Not, not every not, – I think everybody
2: but, was probably building he, it up
4: But he still good. believes he is, and he's not as athletic enough. He can't
3: – Athletic, he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible defensively, and I don't get this. Oh, well, you know, Austin Rivers going to give us 10 minutes of good defense. No, he's not. I'm, the answer to that is no, he's not. That's, that's, I, if, if, I, I will promise you this. If Doc does not resign him next year, Save a favor done to Glenn Doc Rivers by one of his uh, other w- w- you know guys in the fraternal organization of coaching. Austin Rivers will not be on the team. He won't. He's not. That, that was 11, 11 wasted minutes, Bucky. <laughs> and you should you should be echoing my anger because you're a North Carolina guy and Austin I, Rivers a Duke guy. A big shot against, against USC.
5: Um, the, I mean, the one saving grace. I, I'm just annoyed in watching the Clippers game because they fall so hard to come back, and I felt like for a team that should be gutty and gritty. Like when Blake Griffin turned it over, they were done. The body language that the Clippers I- I- exhibited was horrible. He couldn't get out of his own way after that point. Matt Barnes can't hit a layup. It's tough. He, and I could look at Chris Paul and see that he was clearly agitated that the guy that they're trying to be the, the number one or the focal point of the team. Can't deliver in the clutch.
2: I mean, I, I go back to where I was before this series. I love the pieces individually, and I where they were headed and everything else. They just got a a, a brutal draw in getting the Spurs there, and now the. I mean, again, I go back to where I was. Are the Clippers really going to go into San Antonio and steal one of these next two? I don't know.
3: I, it, with the amount of minutes they have to play, the fact that Spencer Hawes didn't even get off the bench. I mean, that's it's just crazy. It's a, you know, Glenn Petro says this all the time. Uh, Glenn I feel bad now I'm pulling the Draymond Green Glenn Rivers Doc the general manager let down Doc the coach this year I mean and that's just sad that's the sad reality it's not on you know, all these people going after Blake Griffin last night oh that's the you know most meaningless empty triple double shut up shut up I mean okay fine he coughed up the ball it squirted it away from him in the last possession they're down by 35 points if Blake Griffin is not. He, in played, he played great, and they're ti- and, and it goes back to what we just said: you're tired. You got to fight to come back from a double-digit deficit in the fourth quarter when they you have played 45 so of 48 minutes. You are dead stinking. I'll, I'll tired. tell you. You the know what? You know what
2: really might end up happening too. I can absolutely see the talk about a bad matchup. Golden State getting Memphis in the next round is is no cakewalk. Uh, that-
3: it's an interesting one just cuz cuz Memphis on. is now healthy, you know. So I I don't know, you know, I I don't see how Memphis can score enough points to keep up with Golden State, but they're going to make it ugly. Yeah, there's, they're they're a different it. looking team right they're now gonna, with with Mike it. Conley and Marcus All looking like Conley, her, and, and, when people, Tony Allen.
2: I think we had this conversation Black Tie maybe 8 months or so ago. Conley, when people love that uh, let's rank the point guards thing in the NBA, Mike Conley has always left off that list. But he's dynamite out there defensively as well.
4: Well, he's really good. He's he's really good at everything but not great at anything. So he's a guy that <laughs> – uh, <why laughs> look, look, look. How about, why, that? No, How about look, that kind look, of analysis? He sat, he sat up in his chair like, How about that I'm that kind of analysis? manager. I'm going to break this down right. for you. No, but I've always said if I was <laughs> young, young Kobe. So
2: pleased with himself. I if like I his was, floor. If I was-
3: Unfortunately, his ceiling's only about <laughs> seven and a half feet tall. That's, that's the one problem. The funny thing, what you just said, though, about Mike Conley is uh, whenever people make those lists, they always check themselves by saying, Look, I wanted to put Mike Conley on this list. He was, he, you <laughs> yeah, know, I loved him right, yeah. all. Like, that's the one guy they close. always point out. Like, look, he, he was really close. I was, oh, it pained me to leave Mike Conley off this oh, list.
2: Oh, and that reminds <laughs> me, we buried the lead here. You know, I, uh, you know, Godspeed in his recovery to Rajon Rondo from his. Uh, oh, the back end the, the back. Yeah. I mean, Did you I see mean, him take the charge? Who knows where that back injury came from. He took the from, charge him, from James Harden well back. Like, oh, stop it. Did you see that? He took the charge. <laughs>
3: You know how yeah, that's, that's what it is. This George. Is, this is what's so great about Ray John Rod this year is it first of all, help me figure out the last time we saw a point guard shooting thirty three percent from the free throw line over the course of a season. It's insane. You know how like like I think back to that clipper game last night, you know. I would say if you asked a casual fan who's the worst free throw shooter in the NBA, probably eight out of ten would say DeAndre Jordan. What happens when DJ gets fouled at half court? tries to pretend like he's shooting a three, right? Hey, I want to take. He should have a- got <laughs> the three shots. I want to take three free throws. Rajon Rondo, like when he gets fouled under the basket, instead of trying to put a shot up, he pretends like he's passing, so he doesn't have to go to the free throw line. Side out of bounds, right? Ref, we're doing. Uh, we're not. I'm not going to the line, right? We're doing side out. You saw it. I wasn't shooting there. I'm, I was passing the ball. I'm not going to the line. Keep me off the line, referee.
2: I just know that I cannot wait until the right. Kobe Rondo Lakers of twenty fifteen slash sixteen hit the floor. That's gonna be something. You think the last couple of years have been ridiculous, that's gonna be even Oh, uh, it'd be more great. More. Well uh, I think they're gonna do that. Too. It'd be great I, theater. I, I think they're gonna was that you who who mentioned that? Who oh yeah.
3: Oh that? no, they they and it is that the the Lakers are, are in a in a mode of we have to sign someone. Somebody has got to take our money this off season. Uh, it doesn't have to be Lamarcus Aldridge or Mark Gasol. It'd be great if it would be, but yeah, Jimmy Butler max contract here it is. Kawhi Leonard max deal here you go. Uh, they they are going to sign someone, and as far as we know, Rajon Rondo is the only guy that has sort of publicly acknowledge that, uh, along with Goran Dragic, that he would like to play for the Lakers. So he's going to get offered a lot of money by them.
2: All right, and it looks like uh, LeBron, although I'll tell you, if Miritich is all right, I, I don't know that they absolutely have to have him, but the way he played. But assuming he's in good health, that's another team. The The, the idea that LeBron's Cavs are in the finals, I, I don't know that that's a guarantee if the Bulls have all their pieces out there.
3: What I love about Miritich is this. When, and this is probably going to come out sounding horrible, but I don't care because I am divided into fours, all right? I am a a European mutt. I am 25% Irish, English, Croatian, and Hungarian. So I feel as though I can make these statements and hide behind a shield of, I'm talking about my own people, okay? I can say these things. The great thing about Miritich is... (laughs) he looks like a man that represents his country. (laughs) That's so true. With that beard, his teeth, his deep-set eyes. I mean, he looks like (laughs) if they were, like, saying, this is what someone from a block nation should look like (laughs) so you know that that's the country they're representing when they come across the pond. Like, I wish Dirk had a short <laughs> bleach blonde side part you know his broad shoulders that that's i want i want pau gasol to have a salvador dali mustache <laughs> yes. like that's what the i want for
2: personification
3: from my... of the nation <laughs> exactly that's what that's what, what i love the, most about Miritich.
2: all right well what's the american one look like then what is who is the personification physically of america
3: j D. R- j, j. reddick well, maybe, may, maybe you're America. I was thinking like <laughs> Oliver Miller, you know, overweight. <laughs> <That's> a-
2: <laughs> I was trying to summon an almost great athlete, but who let himself go. <laughs> right,
3: I think Oliver Miller. <laughs> Late stagey Shaq
2: Fu. <laughs> there you go. His old pal Stanley Roberts. <laughs> oh, you know, some goodness. of those guys.
3: <laughs> How about TD with J.J. Reddick? Yeah, <laughs> yeah because Oliver. that's what all of our basketball players look oh, like. Chris Gaiman? <laughs> well, his German.
5: Chris Gaiman? So.
2: Chris yeah. Kamen. <laughs> 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 Oh, black.
5: The self-hate over there. Right. Like, can we get big baby Davis to somebody? Exactly. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, That's a good one. <laughs> I
2: mean, That's a good one. Geez. All right. Now this is a football show, so let's uh, talk I, I a yeah. touch of football here real fast. Um, I did for the second year in a row. I like it because you, know, you, get, you get no matter how much draft you talk and how much you love it and you pour over Bucky Brooks and Jeremiah's and Charles Davis's mock drafts incessantly – you get a little fatigued from the same conversation over and over again.
3: Now you're insulting we, your guest.
2: We now know it's Jameis. No, well, you know. Uh, by the way, I was wondering, what do you guys think? Um, Radio City last year, being in in uh, within those four walls, I'd never seen a reaction like the Johnny Manziel, not even once he got taken. Just the anticipation when you knew that there was a potential fit there. The Rams are going to take him. The buzz in the building was wild. And then when it was the Cowboys, it was electric that you thought, that well, Jerry Jones ain't going to let him go. And the awes, the groans when they did, and the payoff finally of him getting drafted by the, uh, the ne'er-do-well Browns yeah. was something. What will be the closest to that this year? Nothing. I think I have. I have one. I mean, it's not going to match it by any means, but I have one. I think that will get the biggest uh, jump from the crowd. I, I don't know if there's any buzz I'll tell you what it's going to be: Todd Gurley to the New York Jets. People are going to go wild. That's what's going to happen.
3: Well, Jets fans go wild over everything.
2: Yeah, well, this is in Chicago.
3: Yeah, but they'll be there. I think. I think you'll still have a, a gang green.
5: You don't think people go there.
2: wild when the first uh, RB goes off the board? I don't
5: think. I don't think they're going to go wild over anybody because the two prominent names that we've. Discussed ad nauseum have been Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, and neither one of those guys are in the building. And what so, likelihood yeah.
2: do you guys think there is then that um, that Mariota goes through the Aaron Rodgers win? There's you know what? Uh, what I'll sitting say. There forever.
3: Just to go back to your last question, there is something that could happen, and that is that Roger Goodell steps to the podium and says, There you go. We have to announce a trade. The Eagles have jumped into the number two spot and are now on the clock and people will lose their minds. Because yeah. Eagle fans are as passionate at the draft as those that,
2: fans. Well, I don't know about the fan base, but if they announce, obviously, that uh, the Tennessee Titans have uh, traded. Yeah. Um, to the Eagles. Or, have, have acquired, or no, or if they say the San Diego Chargers right. traded Phil Rivers for the second yeah. pick. That but one. I
3: think even bigger than Phil Rivers to Tennessee. The, if Chip Kelly yeah, trades right. up to get Marcus, and we now get to see – Chip Kelly, offensive genius, with his trigger man that he wants, and he's going to show everyone in the NFL how it's supposed to be done. I think that freaks people out.
2: What Do you think that that's a realistic possibility, though, at this point, Buck? Because the investment in, at least in PR, I mean, that, for whatever that's worth, in Sam Bradford's our guy, then they also pay to get Sanchez back. The Tebow nonsense. Yeah, they, didn't, they didn't
5: pay Sanchez that much. Tebow is. I know, but like they, a,
2: but now you know they've rostered uh, you know Tebow and Sanchez, two guys who are at least names. Do you really think that they would broom all those plans? And at this point, given that they made the move for Bradford and so on,
5: I think they will explore it. I don't know if they can get up to number two, but I think if Mariota dips a little bit mm-hmm. and there's the potential for him to be at a nice spot, I think you have to explore it if you're Chip Kelly because. If you are really tied to running this system and you have a young guy that you really can put out there and do the things as a run past quarterback that you like to do that you've done at Oregon, yeah, I think it makes sense for them. I also think, like, all coaches have hefty egos, and I think Chip Kelly would love to show people that my way works. Like, we all are built like that. I think there's some fascination with, I want to play up-tempo, collegiate style when everyone says that we can't do it, I want to do it. And I want to show you that I'm just
2: Well, gonna that's you know that's why I guess if you're uh, uh you want drama as you're watching the draft next week, then you what the thing to root for is for the Titans to go Leonard Williams or anyone else. You don't want them to because if the longer Mariota twists out there, the more likely it is that yeah. other teams are going to try and get into a spot and grab him. But you watch, I I, I you know, again uh, with uh, Gurley to the Jets, they will rue not taking him. And by the way, the Jags should take him too. The Jags should take him. Should take Todd Gurley. Should, should take Todd Gurley. I'm telling you, you wait and see. Now, I'm not an evaluator of interior uh, linemen, but I uh, of the guys that I eyeballed consistently in college uh, college football the last he, couple of years, that no, guy is going to be dynamite.
5: He's dynamite, but I don't know if we've ever seen an injured guy
2: go that high, that high.
3: But here, and, and here's what I would I, I would combat that with is just. Gidevian look at Clowney. look at, uh, look Who at this. Is, yeah, there you
2: go. An Injury coming out. But he, didn't he have a health
3: uh, – Not like a torn know. ACL, though. Um, think about think about this offseason and who got paid what. DeMarco Murray dominates the league last year from the running back position. He goes to Philadelphia because, if you believe the rumors, the Cowboys never had any interest in giving him that kind of money. You know, they just played the game and then yep. let somebody take him. Endam Sue goes down to Miami <laughs> for over 100 million dollars. So, Fair point. when you're drafting that high, you know, and you can get your hands on a Leonard Williams or a, you know, pick your pass rusher, that that's just naturally that's just the way it's on, gonna
5: go. on draft day. It it is it's a clever term. People talk about the devaluation of the running back. They are devalued on draft day, but they're not diminished in importance. People are just seeing that most of the top runners are coming from the same area, second, third round. Like, Levy and Bill was a second-round pick. I, but, like, that's that's Eddie my ladies. recurring point. Like Charles, I've been saying – the-
2: all the Lacey guys. Bell factor, those guys, guys of that pedigree, won't make it to the second round this year. So teams are going to get antsier because they're going to understand we can't wait and still land uh, that level. Yeah, I don't start. know. I mean, Duke Johnson, different. Tevin
3: Coleman. I mean, you got some guys. There, there, that, there are a lot
2: of guys. I love – you know, he's year. an Indiana Hoosier, so I'm oh, behind how, him. How but convenient.
3: Kevin, how convenient. You I, now mention your alma mater, huh?
2: No, I, I, no so, what I'm about to say will well, undermine that. Tevin Coleman, I, that, talk about a guy – because scout types like yourself, Buck, talk about high runners and how that do- doesn't translate in the NFL. It doesn't. He's a high runner, and he's a six one six. I just I don't necessarily – He reminds
5: me of Darren McFadden.
2: Yeah, when right. When I
5: look at Darren McFadden play, very similar. and I look at Tevin Coleman, they they play in a very similar fashion. And I'm going to be honest, my, my buddy's his age, and he represents him. I know he's going to take me to task for it. I don't know if I've ever seen him break a tackle. Hmm. And I think if you're going for a running back with, with, with lo- small legs and all that – he doesn't break tackles, and the pro game is about running through contact. And if you're a running back, if you can't run through contact, or if you're not exceptional at making people miss, you have a tough time picking up four and five yards consistently.
2: So much of NFL lore, though, it re- revolves around the high-profile running back. I look, I you know, as a fan of uh, the game, I look forward to that coming back. And I do think Gurley and Gordon, and is it in that order? Because Mayock, I guess, now says he puts Gordon ahead. Of Gurley and then Duke Johnson, three. Is that uh, the way it shakes out for you, fellas? Well, I like
5: those three. I mean, I think you can put it in that order. If Gurley was healthy, I think you lean towards Gurley over Gordon because he's a three-down running back. He can run inside and outside. He's also a factor catching the ball out the backfield. Melvin Gordon I think is different than all of those other Wisconsin backs. He's not a system player. He has special features and dimensions. The one thing that you don't know – Can he be an effective player out of the backfield? I think he can. I think he can end up being a Jamal Charles-like player. But I just think if you're looking at the two, Gurley and Gordon, Gurley's more like Marshawn Lynch, and I think you're out for the bigger, more physical running back than the other.
2: Hear me now, believe me later. You can tweet me in two years or four years, whenever it is, clear that Todd Gurley is one of the two best running backs in the NFL. You'll, you'll, you'll rem- remember. He's fun guy? to
3: watch. I mean, when he was healthy, it was, it was it. fun to watch him play at Georgia. In no doubt SEC. about
2: it. But don't In sleep, the SEC, no. Don't sleep
5: on Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson is a special running back. He was banged up a little bit at Miami, but he has nice skills.
2: Money, before you run out of yep. it real fast. Given what you know about the way the Chicago Bears are constituted, you know Jay Cutler is there. You know they've got Forte. You know the piece is there. If you could take – any football player in history, who would it be to fill what the 2015 Chicago Bears need? Oh, this given is, their okay,
3: needs. given their needs, uh, Reggie White.
2: Reggie White, that's yeah. a great pick. Yeah.
3: Even though they're going to a 3-4 defense, I don't care. Give me the most devastating pass rusher he in the history of the league. Yeah, he could. But I'm just saying now that they're looking for maybe an outside linebacker. And also, like, money's
5: pick goes, it marries very well with what John Fox traditionally does when he takes over a program. Every time he's taken over a team, he's always put his first pick, into a dominant pass rusher. He did it Carolina with Julius Peppers. In Denver, he did it with Von Miller. Chicago. I guess I
3: could go Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. you know Lawrence Taylor Lawrence or Reggie Taylor, White.
5: Reggie White. He's going to take a dominant pass rusher because he believes it's essential to building a championship defense.
2: Um, well, I bring this up because for the second time uh, I have put together the all-time draft for this year, the all-time draft of 2015, is now available at NFL.com, I encourage you. They demand that you check it out, Bucky, because I think it it, uh, is up your alley. It'll it'll bring a fresh look to uh, to the proceedings here. What I did,
5: I'm surprised at the number one pick.
2: Well, what I, I did I, was I don't want to be a spoiler alert, but I'm surprised I took the actual draft at the number order. One pick. I I get it. I did the entire draft order. It
3: was very clever. As it is. The number 1 pick was very clever. is what it Tampa
2: was. Tampa Bay has the first overall pick of course, and they have specific needs that you know about. Wide receiver, of course. Even if Jerry Rice was on the board, they if you didn't know that he was going to become the greatest Receiver, or perhaps greatest football player of all time. Of course, you would take Jerry Rice over Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson. But if you only knew him based on his college deeds, of course they would skip him and take a quarterback. So I did this for each team drafting in the I first mean, I got round it. here. I got bit All right, I'm explaining to the listener. I, what do you mean? I went, by I, the I, way, I
3: anybody know Jerry Rice's uh, college mascot? Yes, I do. Bucky the Delta Devil. Delta Devils. Oh, of he one of the greatest know. of all. One of the great mascots in college football history.
2: They're but some of the worst uniforms. Christmas. But a great
3: but a great mascot. Definitely. Bad Chris. very uh like World Football League esque uniforms, but <laughs> great mascot.
2: Yeah, who and uh I know Bucky'll get this. Can you name who threw the ball to uh to I cannot. I think I can. I'm gonna it, Oh, Bucky it? doesn't know either. Is it, it's
5: all world or is it so, is something no, I don't. All
2: think world, so. yeah.
5: The quarterback, yeah. It's quarterbacks. I think. He has a nickname.
2: Black tie. Can you please look it up? I think it is. It's all world. Henry Tuttle.
5: Yeah, but he has a, he has a nickname. I don't. Th- I didn't
2: ask about his nickname. But
5: well, you got to call him by the nickname.
2: I don't have you to do anything. Nickname, I just if, magic, if, magic, if Magic
5: Johnson walks through the door, you can be like, "Hey, Irvin." Oh. oh, so
2: what? Maybe I would be that way. One, and two, you don't know what I would call him. And two, wait, I didn't ask you his name. You're on three. You what his name is. Here's how you. All right, I'm going to a little showdown here now. Money v. Buck. Who can get this one then? I thought you guys like college football. All considered.
3: I do is mascots. That's where my knowledge our, is based.
2: I do love that touch that you do with every, any football player or college <laughs> or uh, basketball player you interview. You always reference. Uh, Got to. the to. The and they don't
3: know what I'm talking about. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of our
2: mascot? <laughs> no. The most embarrassing thing ever was when I went to Clippers practice many years ago and asked every guy on the team what a Clipper was. I remember that. Only (laughs) one guy knew. They didn't know what a Clipper (laughs) was. was. (laughs) It's Like something that cut your hair? Yes. No, you're thinking, what is your logo, scissors? What do you mean? Your logo isn't scissors, man. Anyway, here's my trivia question for you. You had Eric Dickerson. And you had Craig James in the Pony Express. Mm-hmm. Who was the guy taking, uh, taking the snap and handing it off to one of them? Or perhaps keeping it himself and running a little uh, option. You don't know that one, Buck?
3: I don't know that one. I'll tell you who was snapping the ball. Dale Hellestray. How you like that? Wow. How you like that? Pretty
2: good. Lance McElhaney.
3: Now ah, McElhaney. How about that exchange, by the way? Hella straight to McElhaney.
2: <laughs> what a great
3: connection. <laughs> All right, buddy. You got All to right. go.
2: What do you want me to do?
4: We got Denzel Perman walking in the studio right now.
2: Oh. I'm just kind of getting started. Well,
3: well I'm going to second. make room for him, as I mentioned. His arms are Matt in my Smith, body. Matt Money
2: Smith, NFL uh draft coverage begins next Thursday. Matt Money Smith uh quarterbacking there. In fact uh, splitting duties, sort of like Ohio State it uh That's right. in twenty fifteen. There right. will be I think three or four are different you quarterbacks are you you money.
3: Oh, that's a good question. I'm guessing I am uh, Braxton Miller because I'm old. I've got a stiff back. I've got <laughs> uh, I've got family in town that I have to tend to on Saturday. So the young uh, the young talent Marcus is going to come in and take over for me on Saturday morning. Well, no, that
2: makes you Cardell then, like because his for his famous tweet, like. I got things to do. Don't I have other things to do besides do Saturday draft coverage? Come on. I, That's a good point. To, yeah. That's a good
3: point. Yeah, fired but down. I guess what I'm getting at is yeah, I'm sure I'll be fired within the next six months. It's just the way these things work. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old and irrelevant. Thank sure. you, gentlemen.
2: The great Matt money. Rico today. Benes,
3: Chicago, oh, breaded steak sandwich.
2: Um, and uh, what are you, Matt Money Smith?
3: At Matt Money At Smith. At Matt
2: Money Smith on Twitter. Like I go. say, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, wall-to-wall legitimately. Every Wall-to-wall pick. coverage. Now, every single
3: pick. Literally, every pick will be you, shown.
2: NFL.com, NFL Now. Yahoo, so on and so forth. It's going to be hard for me
3: to to work in all the mascots on the third day. I'm going to do it, but it's not going to be easy, and my bosses are not going to be happy with me. But, you know, when the Western Kentucky schmoo needs to be acknowledged, the Western Kentucky (laughs) schmoo will be acknowledged.
2: That's not true, is it?
3: Well, he's just that big red blob. He's a hilltopper. Oh, the hilltopper, Yeah, the the mascot is just a a red blob of schmoo. That's all it is. It's just, (laughs) there he is. It's a
2: blob. All right. We'll we'll see if his NBA predictions come to fruition. Buck, real fast, Black Tie wants us to move on to because he doesn't want us to be a rude host here. But real fast, the all-time draft, you said that you didn't love or you thought the first pick was cute. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you were the GM, given the pieces that they have, You know, they have some nice pieces up front on defense. Gerald McCoy is as good as it gets there. They have, uh, you know, all three levels really there. They have the good uh, receivers. They have a bad offensive line. Where do they go?
5: Well, they have to have a quarterback. Yes, they do. And they need to have a really good quarterback with a strong arm. Take anybody. That can get the ball out.
2: Not Joe Montana, you understand, because his, his you wouldn't is, know.
5: His arm, his arm, his arm. Even
2: if you did, but you wouldn't know if it was based on his college deeds. He wouldn't go in the first round. He didn't go in the first round in the real draft.
5: No, his, his arm, his arm isn't strong enough. I mean, gosh, I, I mean, I, I, think I want to go to. Was it 1983? Mm-hmm. With all the quarterbacks that came out. Yep. I think I want a gunsling. I'm gonna go with my former teammate. How about that? I'm someone that's near and dear to your heart. How about I go with Jim
2: Kelly? I love it. Jim Kelly. You know, Jim Kelly, again, we uh, I, I, that's something that I have talked about. The syndrome of the USFL and the way it sort of affected, not tarnished, but it did change the way we perceive a lot of guys. Jim mm-hmm. Kelly probably came through it best and, you know, a Hall of Fame and those four Super Bowl appearances and everything else. And still – had he not spent the, those years in Houston for the gamblers and instead had gone straight to the Bills, his profile in, in pro football history would be even greater. Mike Rozier wins the Heisman at Nebraska, then wastes time in the USFL. That, he never really bounces back from that. Herschel Walker, talk about beat getting a beating. He spent those years playing for the USFL, 18 three years. games. Yeah, three years. And they were 18 games, and he went for over 2,000 yards and all that jazz. But, um, but by the time he reached the NFL, he had a couple of good years with the Cowboys. Never never quite the same Herster that we saw at Georgia. So that's I right. I agree. Would you say – that's a great question, as a matter of fact. Coming out of college, give me – because your brain then adjusts after we see how whether or not they deliver in the NFL. Coming out of college, who were two to five of the guys who you said, this guy isn't just going to be great. He's going to be an all-timer. Have you ever seen a guy and said – Guarantee this guy, Hall of Fame, well, I was he'll a kid. be one of the best I've ever we, we've ever seen.
5: Okay, I'm going to qualify myself. I was a kid. I grew up in North Carolina. I always was a Tar Heel fan. So when they used to have picture day at Keenan Stadium, I had an opportunity to meet Lawrence Taylor very early. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Taylor to me was everything. He was the most dominant player that I saw as a kid. And so he was the one guy that I remember following. I remember, like, my dad and I watching his games not only at Chapel Hill, but then when he eventually went to the Giants, he was the one guy that I absolutely loved. The other guy that I just wanted to emulate and be like when I would take the ball out in the yard, Marcus Allen when he was at SC. Hmm. Marcus Allen running around. And remember, this is the time when SC was tailback you. Charles White. Charles White and, everybody and Billy Sims, who if you are
2: familiar with those guys. Everybody who was, was tailback the tailback
5: at right. SC was like a big deal. And so, for me, In fact, Marcus, Marcus Allen, Allen wore guy.
2: 33 out of deference to Charles White, who was the SC tailback at the time. And Billy Sims at Oklahoma. Oh, uh, he bucket. was another one. He Billy was Sim. one of my very favorites and would have gone down as one of the best. I ever take my categories.
5: face mask because those, you have to go all the way back. Billy Sims, when he was at Detroit with the Lions, he would take it – like the 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 athletic tape, and he would put it on, like, the little parts of his face mask, the bars. So when I was a kid playing Pop Warner, playing Little League or whatever, I would put that on between those guys and Eric Dixon. I always wanted a cowboy collar and Rex Becks because when he was with the Pony Express, SMU, <laughs> he scored just like, it was cool to have Rex Becks and a cowboy call.
2: What about the Jerry Curl? If you're going to Ed, you got to go. That was jerry. never.
5: That was never my deal. I, I, never, I was never a Jerry.
2: What did curl? Billy Sims do as he would go into the end zone? The airplane. That's cool. He would do an airplane and tilt to the
1: side. That Come was on, so now, good.
5: Shaq, when you're when you're seven and eight years old and you're playing ball and you're not supposed to do those things, but yet you idolize those kind of guys. A lot of penalties. Billy Sims penalties was one of my favorites. Bucky
2: Tony Dorsett, my old man, told me, and my grandfather before him, they said, this guy is going to be unbelievable. And they still say, had he gotten four more touches a game with the Cowboys, he would have retired as the all-time leading rusher. I don't know that his body would have sustained that. Either way, um, I also, by the way, you know, when I'm growing up in Pittsburgh, Dan Marino, I'm going I, – I would go to Pitt Stadium for every home game. My old man was working uh, with the team at that point. So, I went to see – so, I got to meet uh, Dan Marino, Hugh Green. He was like – Ricky Jackson, Hall of Fame. All
5: those guys. Carolina played those guys up there.
2: I remember that with Carolina Calvin Bryant. Talk Calvin Brian, about a yeah, USFL man. victim. Calvin Bryant would have been a generational running back. You know, he he was, was a great catching out ball out of the never, backfield the and everything.
5: Is, He never was the same because he got hurt at Carolina his senior year. Uh, Kelvin Bryant, in four games or five games, he had 17 touchdowns. And they were playing East Carolina and blowing them out. And I want to say in that game, he hurt his knee, and he was never quite the same after that. But Kelvin Bryant was the dude. And, in fact, you talked about Todd Gurley. Kelvin Bryant and Todd Gurley are from the same hometown, Tarboro, North
4: Carolina.
5: And, in fact, we thought, meaning we Carolina fans, thought that Todd Gurley would come. Because we thought that Kelvin Brown would have a positive influence and he would want to be a Tar Heel as well.
2: All right, one more college football trivia question for Bucky Brooks. This is a UNC friendly one. Before you, just, you do that, though, you just referred to the game. Wait, hold on a second. Well, I got to ask.
4: It goes back to what you were just talking about all time players. Bucky, do you see any all time players in the 2015 draft? Ah, all time. Who's lucky. going to the Hall of Fame? Whoa. I mean, in the past few drafts, we've had Andrew Luck in 2012. We've had OD, Odell Beckham in 2014, possibly. Oh, we're putting Odell Beckham in the that, Hall of Fame. That's, that's a
2: fun I, game to play is who's going to the Hall of Fame. Who's going I'll going tell you, who's, I, you
5: know, who's going to the Hall of Fame in this draft. Man, I am very partial to Jameis, but the odds suggest that it would be a position player, not
2: a How many guys per draft class go on average? <sighs> I don't know. That's a – I mean, that, there must be a – I don't know how we would – But I'm going to say this. I, I will go out
5: on a different limb, and I will say – You're
2: um, going to say Leonard
5: Williams because you already said he's the nah, best player. He's the best, but I'm not going to say that like oh. Hall of Famer. I would say that Amari Cooper has a better chance of going to the Hall of Fame wow. than anybody else, and this is why. Um, receivers, the way they're throwing the ball in the National Football League now, I think he has an opportunity to ring up big numbers. Provided he goes to the right spot, I think – Talent-wise, will we say he's a transcendent star? I won't say that. But in terms of being ready to play, being able to be a right now, give instant contributions, I think he can be that guy.
4: It's funny you say that, though, because I moved the stakes yesterday with Daniel Jeremiah. His guy was Kevin White. You're a Mari Cooper guy. Yeah, what, to we, go to the we, Hall everything. of Fame? Well, it, it was not it – it No, was, that's his uh, guy. The question was, like, was phrased more so like, who's the one guy in this draft you definitely want on your team? And he went Kevin White.
5: Wow. Yeah, you know, we go back and forth. What's so funny about that? What's so funny about Daniel's thing is all fall he was the biggest Amari Cooper guy. He was Amari Cooper from June all the way through, and then somewhere it got it got changed. Black Tide because you're you're on both. You gonna have to ask him what happened. He wanted Amari Cooper to win the Heisman Trophy.
1: Where did it go around?
2: I like this. You know what we should do? You know how you can leave scout for scout. You know how you can leave notes for people like ble- we should use Black Tide to be a carrier <laughs> pigeon to just usher messages raven. between the shows. I love this idea that we just Send we should we, no we just leave a question on one show and kick it onto the next show. Yeah. a so good raven, so that's that's controls. your what ha, so Bucky Brooks, Daniel Jeremiah, what happened? Why did you the I here's the answer to that question by the way, Bucky. Because now don't you see Daniel Jeremiah can say he was right no matter how it shakes out. Yeah, because on bo- Eight on years on both from games, now, yeah. I told you Amari Cooper was great. Listen, dig up my old recordings. You can hear me say that I thought he was the best player. Oh, Kevin White's the best. Dig up my recordings. I said it. Yeah. See how that works, yeah, Bucky? Conviction. Yeah. I, though, my trivia question for you is this. You mentioned the game, UNC-Pitt. 1982, mm-hmm. Pitt in Three Rivers Stadium, not Pitt Stadium. yeah you remember that game? It was a national TV game. When yeah, they Carolina won. It was a night game. It was a primetime game. Carolina won. was
5: a defensive struggle.
2: Oh, okay, good. So you do remember something. I remember parts of it. 82. Know. Remember what the final score was?
5: Uh, what was it, like 10-8 like or 10-7, something like that?
2: 6-3? 7-6.
5: Dominated them.
2: It made me sick. He dominated. That game sickened me because Pitt was number one in that season, but Jackie Sherrill had just left to take the A&M it job. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, it would. It wouldn't And Calvin Bryant, I believe, scored the only touchdown. If I remember correctly, it was a screen pass.
5: Check, I've, I've, I've told you, it's all about wearing our blue. Like, I'm I telling think, you. I like, Carolina, man, I like where your head's look, at. Look, Carolina – unveiled their, their new uniforms. The blue is out. The argal they call it targal. The targal our blue. I'm excited. You just verified and confirmed. We're budding powerhouse. People forget how good Carolina football
2: is. Nah, I don't, that's not the path powerhouse. that UNC or Pitt fans want to go down. Our Our respective last 12 years as fans of those college teams has yielded many good NFL players and yet 6-6 six and six or 7-5 and five seasons pretty consistent. Yeah, we're back,
5: though. We're bouncing back, though. All
2: right, Pitt, too. All right, so to pay off what I said 20 minutes ago, the quarterback that I gave to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from all time in history, Steve Young, quarterback, Brigham Young University.
5: Yeah, how did, how did it work out, though?
2: What do you mean, how did it work out? I mean, we haven't I mean, seen I mean, yet. They I just, just drafted I mean, him. I'm just we'll see, how, like, he I mean, we'll I'm see how he does with Jameis. I'm having a
5: premonition that Steve Young doesn't play very well for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He just has a tough time in the creamsicle orange.
2: Well, man, no, that's why he wears those uh, ridiculous uh, digital <laughs> for that team. If you were the Tennessee Titans, then, who would you take? All time, any player. Hmm. Any player, I'm, and I'm going to ask you the same with Jacksonville since those are the okay. first three picks, and then well, we'll ten, move on.
5: Tennessee, we still need another quarterback. So if I took Jim Kelly in my draft one, right. I'll go with Dan Marino two in Tennessee. How about that?
2: You aren't worried about the off-the-field little nah, question marks we've nah, heard about, the whispers Nashville. out of Pittsburgh? We're, we're okay. We're okay. All right. I mean, we're, he had a terrific junior year, but then he loses that game to your Tar Heels in primetime, 7-6. He doesn't even put a touchdown up. That doesn't concern you? Defense. Right. Defense is better. Who would the Jacksonville Jaguars take? Any player in history, given their needs.
5: Well, Jacksonville needs a running back. Yeah. Now, the the logical choice would be to take Emmitt Smith since he's the all-time rushing leader. However.
2: Oh, and he'd be a hometown kid or oh, from the nice. region. Yeah. yeah, but I'm going
5: to go with sweetness.
2: Ah.
5: I'm going to give you. them some spunk because they don't have any transcendent players on their squad right now. I need something to allow them to be in prime time so we can tune in we go Walter Payton.
2: All right. I went with the Tennessee Titans taking Reggie White, defensive end, Tennessee. I think the regional, I mean, you know, the, the in-state fans will you, love it. You're
5: this. doing some of that USFL localized regional rights That's type right. stuff.
2: Reggie White played for the Memphis Showboats. Yeah. Good for you, Buck. That's right, for the USFL. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars. I gave them Jim Brown, running back, Syracuse. He's a tremendous athlete. I like He'll that. give them some toughness
5: that they need. I like that. I like, I, you know, I like a little more flash. But, yeah, Jim Brown, you can't go wrong. That's yeah. nice.
2: And for the rest of that, I encourage you, like I say, go to NFL.com, the all-time draft of 2015. I've made uh, my selections. Feel free to let me know if you agree or disagree. But right now, Buck, let's get to it. Our special guest in front of the draft, he's gonna hear his name at some point at the draft, Denzel Perryman.
4: Dave Don't Dave.
2: All right, here he comes into Studio 66, Bucky Brooks. From Coral Gables, where he actually matriculated. That's pretty cool stuff. Denzel Perryman, what's the poop, fella? How are you? I'm
6: doing pretty good about yourself.
2: Well, not as good as you because I'm not about to get drafted. And get to play pro football and all that stuff. How's your head dealing with uh with what awaits you in Chicago, Illinois?
6: Uh man, I'm just you no know, taking it day by day. You know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I'm excited, you know, for Thursday. But, you know, right now I'm just enjoying the process right now.
2: How cool is it, uh, are you are you aware of the fact that uh, of the rarity of growing up in a town and then getting to play college ball in that town?
6: Yeah, uh I thought about that today. Uh, you know, talking with LeVar Anson earlier today, you know, he was saying, um, you no, know, pretty much you know, I played well, like since I was six years old, you know, up mm-hmm. to you know, this point right now. And I didn't even realize it.
2: Does that mean that uh the Miami Dolphins are your natural <laughs> fan allegiance? Nah. nah. No. No, the who's NFL your squad?
5: Team. Who's your squad? Like prior prior to the draft before you could pick, like who's the team? Who's who's your NFL team? No team right now. Oh my I don't understand. Here, I don't snowing. understand everybody. Like, like everyone has a favorite team. You have to be passionate about some team that you were passionate about. Okay, well who's your favorite player? Ray Lewis. Okay, so now at the U, you may not know this about him, but he wears 52. So what kind of pressure at
2: Miami? Don't embarrass me. I know what number he wears. You
5: may may not know. But what kind of pressure goes with being number 52 at the U when everyone associates that with Ray Lewis?
6: I wouldn't say it's pressure. I mean, you you just know. You know, you just know you got to put on that number. So, no, no problem. Is
2: it – what I don't know, actually, has that become a thing at the U now since Ray Lewis departed? Is 52 the magic number, like 55 is at USC? And there are a couple schools that have that uh, magic number like that.
5: Like Syracuse has 44. Right.
6: I guess that's the magic number. <laughs> I mean, Because I, you made it a magic yeah, number. I mean, You uh, made it a magic number. I, no, I have my own in the uh, 52 jersey.
5: Okay, so now, Shaq, you, you may not know this, but I've I, I studied a lot, of, a lot of tape on my I know
2: favorite. you have, yeah. And so
5: the one thing when I talk to scouts, they talk about this is a bad dude on the field. Like when I was at the senior bowl, they were talking about you, and some of my boys were like, hey, man, he plays like he is the bully on the block. So when you're on the field, what is your mentality like? when you're controlling the box, playing from tackle to tackle, and really trying to be that enforcer, that menacing presence in the middle?
6: Uh, my mindset, honestly, though, just get to the ball with bad intentions. So, uh, I mean, I let all my instincts and everything, you know, it's just kick in, but, you know, don't get to the ball, you know, like a madman.
5: Yeah, because when I watch you play, he drops the hammer on folks. I mean, he absolutely hits people in the middle. So, if I was to ask you, what are the strengths of your game? Like, what is the one or two things that when you tell scouts like this is what you're getting when you draft Denzel Uh
6: My physicality and my instincts.
2: What is the? By the way, your physical uh, stature is interesting. Ray Lewis is what he was five right? eleven, right? And and big though, but big like you. And then Sean Spence, who preceded you there, also undersized for a guy on the inside. That's a that seems like a you know a trajectory for inside linebackers at the U, huh?
6: Yeah, I mean, we're on but, you know, we get the job done. See, because
2: he looked at you like – I know. Like, I mean, he's like he's about don't to give me the game. stink, guy. He kind of called him small <laughs> in so many words. He looked well, you, like he was going to reach across. You cross. must have heard worse at the Combine than <laughs> everywhere else. What's, a, what's the craziest kind of question uh, or line of questioning you got from some teams?
6: At the Combine, I think it was from Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I guess, you know, Coach Barrow was friends with, you know, a guy that was working there. And uh, when I was in middle school, um, I did, like, this little thing called Mr. Court Gables. And <laughs> – you know, <laughs>
5: what's that? What is, what's Mr. Coral Gables?
6: I don't know, man. It's almost like a, you could say a male beauty pageant, man. <laughs>
4: like I got how to do that. And
6: um, he asked me what my talent was. You know, I was kind of embarrassed, but you know, at the time, I did an Old Spice commercial.
2: Oh. oh,
4: how about that,
2: huh? Yeah. That's Old your Spice talent. Commercial? Did you have to do it up on the stage for <laughs> yeah. everybody
6: in front of like the whole school?
2: Do what though? Did you go like <laughs> buy Old Spice? This is how you put it on, classmates. What? What do you nah, do? I did like the
6: the like the legit Old Spice commercial, the one where he was like, "Oh no, I want a horse." That one.
3: Oh.
2: <laughs> do we have video of this? Somewhere? Oh my god! I think you should show uh, that oh, around. Oh yeah, the that's teams. gonna be a, that's
5: gonna make for a nice rookie show when. Oh yeah, all these team. NFL teams <laughs> like the
2: guys who can market their stuff for it. Yeah, that might be right up your alley
4: there.
5: You know, coming from coming from, Miami, mean, you guys are traditionally a 4-3 team. You play Mike Linebacker. Ideally, when you go to the pros, what is the perfect system and position for you to play?
6: I mean, uh, man, we played a 4-3, disguise 3-4. And um, you know, throughout my career, I played Mike and Will, so – you know, that I was in the 3-4 or 4-3, uh, I feel like no Mike will be you know, the best spot final.
2: I know what you're going to say because you're about to get drafted and you don't want to, you know, say anything that might come off weird to the team that takes you. But no jive. Are you, as a, a southern a Florida boy, are you a little bit worried? Like, man, what if I go to the Bears or Green Bay? That'll be rough. I don't want to be up there in the winter.
6: No, nah, I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't listen, no jive though. Are nah, you a little nah, worried nah. about like how you're going to keep warm, how what what do you do living up in that part of the country?
6: I mean, at this point, you know, I just have to adjust to it, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess you're not going to turn them down if nah. they no, I, I can't make it. I I can't live uh, that far north. No, nah, the cold
5: weather is, is certainly <laughs> an issue, but a big issue. Was well, is that
2: weird for you, Buck, when you, cause, I mean, you oh, headed up to I mean, Buffalo? I, uh,
5: Buffalo and Green Bay, like real cold. I'm is it north weird? Carolina. Is there
2: a part of you that thinks when, when you get when you hear your name called by one of those teams, like, oh, I, yeah, I don't know if I want to be up there. I mean, in it's, winter. It's, 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 it's a
5: challenge. <laughs> I think the big challenge I wanted to ask you about is a lot of conversation about Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. You obviously face Jameis Winston. Talk about what kind of challenges he brings to the table when you're playing against a quarterback like that?
6: Um, I would say playing against him, you just can't sit back, you know, on cover two. You know, you got to press him. You know, you just sit back there, you know, let him do what he do. Yeah, you know, you bound to lose.
5: So, now, y'all jumped out on them pretty good. He wasn't playing outstanding in the first half. In the second half, he dialed it up. When you're playing a quarterback, Shaq and I talked about this last week, sometimes you can feel when a guy's shook, when he's out of rhythm, when they're behind, they throw interception. What was his competitive mindset like? Just being on the opposite side, being able to line up at that Mike linebacker and look in his eyes. How did he feel to you in the second half?
6: Well, watching him, you know, throughout the year, you know, I guess you know there was like you called him a second half team, um, but you know that game, you know, like you said, uh, first half, you know, he really couldn't do nothing. You know, you kind of seeing the frustration on you know, his face, but you know he came out second half. You know, like the first half really didn't happen.
2: A uh, couple things uh, before you go, because you're a busy man today. There, uh, you know, you're doing fancy TV stuff and everything else at NFL Network. Real quick, we're talking to you. What what happened with those green uniforms? That really went for a guy who's a long time <laughs> U fan. I assume before you played at the U, well, I mean, this team used to have the cool white hat with the orange dress. What with that all green business? That was that that was off the rails in my book. I mean,
6: I like the helmet. You, know. you did, yeah. I really like the team. liked it. you know, a couple of fans, you know, may disagree, but you know, we liked it as a team.
2: I could deal with the green jersey, understand, and the white hat, but when it got all green, I didn't even know what <laughs> well, I was looking at. That's
5: something at. that the youngsters like. They like all that flashy stuff because you had the the green with the I know. orange, the bright orange. But I, I'm a man stuff. of
2: high taste, and that's why I should be able to supersede these decisions. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Are you the question that I'm sure? you've been asked in your lifetime? What's the the question you've been asked, even though you're a, f- a high-profile football player, in your life is what? I know what it is. The m- number one question throughout your life. Are you named after?
6: No. Wait, no? Oh, actually, I am. I'm, uh, yeah. I am. Oh, you are named yeah.
2: after him. What, yeah, was that, what was the movie that inspired naming you after one of our great thespians?
6: I have no clue, but I'd rather my name be Denzel because they were going to name me Sebastian. And oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to go with Denzel. Like, yeah. yeah, then you would have been yeah. Seabass. Seabass. <laughs> <classmates>. <laughs> yeah, Denzel's a hard name for your classmates to make fun of. You know, right. like that's cool. What's Denzel exactly. ever done that isn't cool, right? Exactly. And how many Denzels are there besides you? Have you met any other ones?
6: Uh, growing up in Optimus, uh, we always played this team in uh called South Miami. Uh there was one there. And at one point there was one in my high school.
2: Denzel. What's your favorite Denzel picture?
5: Um I have no clue. Come on, it has to be training day or something like that. Something
2: training day—that's your favorite. Well, I'm
5: just saying, because because he's like a trained killer on the field. I would think something, oh. something menacing, something intimidating. That's it from now be, on. I would say training day, It wouldn't be anything like that. It'd be
2: training day. Remember, glory. but I like where Bucky's heads at because that furthers the intimidating profile that you have. Let's try that again. Go but remember- training day, <laughs> when I ask you that, like, what's your favorite Denzel movie? Training day. Yes. Yeah, I like that it. sounds tough I like right. that. remember the titans, titans
4: though is a quintessential hey getting ready i mean that's a disney type. movie.
2: that's like a
5: happy-go-lucky like yeah <laughs> like i'm denzel perryman i'm the linebacker for the u i need something where like you know like training day is like that please black offers the Hoyt. I'm just like saying, something you know if, if something have, like if you've
4: ever been on the team at some point your coach probably was like hey guys no practice today we're just gonna watch I mean, uh remember the titans right
5: I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, we gonna happy clap and all that. Like, I, no, I, <laughs> that doesn't strike me as something being like South Florida friendly.
2: Yeah, I would think you can't show football movies to football players because just like when you watch uh, a doctor show, my mother was a nurse, and so if you watch a medical show, she's like, oh, that's not what happens for real. Like, if you can't show, <laughs> if you show a football movie to football to a football team, the, the whole you must all just be sitting there like, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah,
5: I would think so. Like, don't you think so? I
6: agree. Some some football movies uh, they they overdo it.
2: Denzel, you're a big fella. I can see that. I think you have a big future in store for you. I like the attitude. Bucky loves the attitude. I like the
5: physicality and toughness. I like I like guys with a menacing presence.
2: All right, um, okay. So we'll uh, we'll let Denzel run out of here right now, and uh, and we'll wrap it up ourselves. Have fun on TV, and more importantly, have a good time with the draft. Where are you going to watch it with the family? Or? Yeah,
6: I'll be home with the family.
2: Do me a favor. Don't. Sometimes you see this move. Don't. Make the mistake of hugging your agent before your family. Right. You know? Don't do it. <laughs> That's a weird move. Like, a, oh, my agent. No, no, no. You know, whoever is, you know, whoever born, uh, whoever raised you, that's who gets the first hug. All right? Good. All right, good. Be safe. Enjoy yourself. And we'll wrap it up there. Next time we speak, it will be from Chicago, Illinois, the site of the 2015 draft. We look forward to kibitzing with you then. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
0: green Irish.
1: Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on
2: file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list
3: of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.